for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. She's from Memphis, Tennessee. We have Savannah Brewster. How's it going today? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing pretty good. You know, just we're, we're at the beginning stages of like this Texas heat wave that's getting ready to come through, and <laughs> it'll be my first, well, not my first experience because I lived in New Mexico for four years, so I'm well- Oh yeah. Aware <laughs> of the crazy heat. Yes, I can relate. It is yeah. humid, humid, humid here. In yep. Memphis. Yep. And that that's what they keep telling me is it's a different kind of humidity here. And it's just like, oh great. Because <laughs> I lived in Florida for two years. And that was just pure humidity. Here it's just like a different humidity. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. That, that sounds amazing. So. <laughs> First off, I want to thank you so much for uh, jumping on the podcast. You know, it's an absolute, it's kind of funny how we got introduced to each other through Nia, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, hey, I got this friend that might be interested in doing the podcast. Can I tell her about it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. (laughs) And that is like, yeah, so it was really funny. Um, But first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. It's good for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to get to get to know you. But first off, I want to just mention, I mentioned as soon as you jumped on the podcast, I really enjoy the songwriter songwriter Sundays that you've been doing, like just live. Some of them are in your room. Some of them are out on the, I'm assuming out on the back patio or porch yeah. or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely amazing. Is that something that you just really just started doing during COVID or is that something you've always kind of done? Yes, I, um, right around when COVID hit, I kind of went through a writer's block, (laughs) which all us writers know those come and it sucks. And I, um, I knew I needed like a shove to like force myself out of it. And so I was just like, okay, if I make myself accountable to post something once a week, um, and just write one song a week, even if, you know, that's it. I, um, and I, I become accountable and I have fans hopefully that like this, um, that it'll push me to keep going. And, um so that's kind of I've done it now for about two and a half months so um yeah I've I've really enjoyed making them and seeing what comes out and grabbing inspiration from different places so yeah absolutely you know and it's in this time of where not a lot of people have the the ability to get out and go record you kind of take a way a step back and it's like let's just get the music out let's not worry if the sound is pristine let's just get the music out and the people will come and it's like just you know just seeing all the videos that you've done so far and watching some of the like some of them are covers some most of them are originals but some every once in a while you'll throw in a cover so that's absolutely amazing and I really admire the fact that you're willing and able to do that thank you so much yeah I think a lot of the time especially over the past year or two I've noticed that I'll wait until something is just right or perfect 
to do. And um, I'm very much so a perfectionist. And I think I just got to the point where I was like, screw it, (laughs) (laughs) just post it and do it. And um, I think that is one thing that's been awesome to see, just to accept the imperfections. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So when you sit or for, well, well, we'll touch on this part first. When you sit down to like write your song or all the songs that you perform, are they stuff that you've just recently re- written or is it like stuff maybe you've been sitting on for a while? Like, is what's that kind of like? Usually the Songwriter Sundays are new ones. There have been, I think, two weeks where I just pulled something that I had. Um, mm-hmm. It was just one of those weeks where my brain was not having it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but mostly... I, and sometimes that inspiration hits Sunday. I mean, it is last minute. I'll post it at nine o'clock that night. And it, it just, you know, it is what it is. But there are some times where um, I just kind of let it come in through the week. And sometimes it takes me a couple of days and I really spend my time on it. And um, so it, it differs, it differs, but mostly they're, they're newbies. Awesome. And you know, that's the real magic of songwriting is sometimes when it hits, it hits like, I, you know, you hear those stories of musicians, they like have, they have that big hit song and they're like, oh yeah, I wrote it in five minutes on my way into the studio or whatever. It's just like, (laughs) you know, and so that's just like the magic of songwriting because it's like when it hits, it hits. And yeah, yeah. if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. The ones that you just, it flows out in like 30 minutes and you're done. Mm -hmm. The best, the best feeling in the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you're based out of Memphis. You're born, raised Memphis. Born and raised, yeah. Um, what's what's kind of the independent scene? Because I don't get to talk to a lot of people from Memphis. Usually, it's a lot of people from Nashville. Yeah. So I'm not overly familiar with the Memphis indie scene. Yeah. Well, I really do believe we have gotten a lot of publicity over the past few years um, of just showing the talent here in Memphis. Um, I think there are a lot of opportunities here that aren't anywhere else. Um, and it's just kind of got that soul vibe, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, we have Beale Street and um, Royal Studios and different places here that just have so much history. It's just bound to create something beautiful. So I, um, that's, I've loved growing up here. I think it gets a bad rep sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, just sometimes I, I, uh, I just love it here. It's just really awesome. I um, have spent most of my time on Beale Street and mm-hmm. other times in Overton Square singing there. And um, there are great programs here that fund tours for Memphis artists. So um, it's it's kind of a little hidden gem, I think. Awesome, awesome. And so you got some, or you just recently released Emerald. That's a new, that's a single, correct? Um, that is an old B of mine. That I, I actually okay. released uh, Dear World. That's Dear my World. Name. Okay, Dear World. I was I was going through your website and I was just like, wait, which ones? Which one is <laughs> most recent? I'm confused right now. Okay, so Dear World. <laughs> Dear well, yeah. Dear well, okay. So, um, did you recorded that in Memphis or? Yes, yes. Sorry, okay. Emerald was in Nashville, and um, Dear World was in Memphis. Yes, okay. yeah. Um, what was that kind of process like when you sat down? What What was it about that song specifically that made you want to record it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, well, I had just, I, I wrote it in August and it was right around the time where I was attempting and I'm still attempting picking up the guitar. <laughs> and I, um, I just picked out something that sounded cool. I didn't even know what I was playing on the guitar and, um, wrote it right after the El Paso shootings. And mm. I, um, it was at 2 AM. They always come at 2 AM for some reason and wrote it in um, the course of two nights in a row and was meeting one of my friends the next day to record something else. <laughs> and it wasn't really flowing what I picked out. And so I was like, hey, I have this, it may suck. <laughs> I was like, let's just try it. And right then and there we made a demo. And then just over the course of a few months, we just really poured our hearts into it. And um, I don't know, I feel like it's the first song that really, really gave me a peek into what kind of artist I wanna be. Um, so that was just a cool process to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and how long, or, well, let's kind of take a step back here for a second before we dive too much deeper. Uh, what's kind of your origin story? What originally, what got you into music? You yeah. know, all that fun stuff. Well, I uh, started playing the keys when I was seven years old. Um, and that is definitely home for me. Um, I really relate to Alicia Keys because yeah. that's kind of where I found music and found my love of music. And actually thought I was going to be a jazz pianist for a, quite a long time. I was going to yeah. go to Juilliard. I had full plan set out. Yeah. And then I um, found singing when I was about 13 years old. And immediately I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Um, but it still didn't quite feel right because I knew mm -hmm. there was just something missing and when I hit about 14 and 15 I wrote one of my first songs and that's kind of when the last puzzle piece came in and since then I've just been working really hard on it and that's all I've ever really done <laughs> I haven't really done anything else mm -hmm. um and just poured my heart and soul into all things music and yeah that's me awesome. <laughs> um so I I, I was kind of going back and forth when we wanted to bring up the whole, the voice, yeah. <laughs> being on the voice. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to it here in a minute. Like, I, I kind of want to hold off on that, but let, let, let's kind of tease it a little bit. You were on season 16 of The Voice. You were selected by John Legend. Um, what was it about The Voice that kind of made you at least want to audition? Yeah. yeah. I... I, just watching all the shows when I was younger, that was something that just really stood out musically. Um, just the whole concept was fantastic. Um, and I just really, really loved the authenticity of the entire show. Um, and really felt that actually when I, I went there. I mean, all the people were great. All the contestants. I mean, we're an entire family. I mean, it was just so cool to meet people that had the same passion as me and um it was just an awesome experience to this day i'm just still amazed that it happened yeah. and um yeah it's it's definitely the show to try out for for any uh aspiring vocalist it is definitely that's the one that's it had you a try or was the voice something you kind of grew up watching or was it more american idol or like I definitely grew up watching American Idol. And then when that came on, I, one of my aunts actually was like, hey, do you watch The Voice? And I was like, no. And she showed it to me uh, when I was like 12 or 13. 
and I watched it religiously. Like I had all my favorites and I ended up trying out when I was 15 and obviously didn't get it. And my mom afterwards, she was like, do you want to try it again? And I was like, heck yeah. And so, um, I, uh, I just kept working at it and 17 was it. <laughs> yeah. I, the first time I heard about the voice, I was 22 and I think it was like season three. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of my buddies and I, we were watching the Super Bowl, and then there was like a halftime ad or like an ad that came on and said, Stick around after the Super Bowl, the new season of The Voice, you know. And you know, in the Super Bowl, we're all drunk, and it's just like, <laughs> Oh, hey, let's watch that because I, I lived with a bunch of country people and they all love Blake Shelton, and yeah. basically they show up, and it's just like, Okay, I guess we're watching this, and then it was just like, Oh. Every Monday and Tuesday, we're watching the, you know, so it was very funny. Awesome. Yeah, just six college dudes sitting there every Monday and Tuesday watching The Voice. And it, we're sitting there placing bets on who's going to get eliminated every week. And it's like, so it's just like, all right, we, we got to find something better to do with our time or something because we're sitting here betting on The Voice. Like, what's going on? But, um, so We'll, we'll get more into the voice here uh, a little bit later on and we'll kind of go through your journey and all that fun stuff. But um, you're going to play some music for us. Awesome. Um, what's the first song that you're going to play for us? I am going to play um, my newest single, Dear World. Okay, awesome. Every day, another shooting on the front. 
Thank you for sharing that song. And so the name of that song is Dear World, and that's the, your most recent single? Yes, on it all platforms. <laughs> uh, how long ago did that release back in May, correct? Um, April. April? April? Okay. Yeah. Um, so what, did you, was that, you didn't record that during the pandemic. That was before the pandemic hit, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was, were you worried that, uh, you weren't going to be able to release it because of the pandemic or was it just one of those things where it was just like, no, we have it in the bag. Let, let's get it out. You know? Yeah. I was actually holding on to it for a little bit longer. I was going to wait and record a few more things. And right when all that came about, I was like, this fits our issues right now. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, let's just do it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I'm a very planned out person. I usually plan things out way in advance. Mm. And I submitted that to be released less than a week before it released. So oh, it was wow. kind of a quick. I think that's the kind of interesting that COVID has kind of done is it's taken a, like myself included. I like being very planned, very calculated with everything that we do. Yeah. And right now it's just like, we're shooting from the hip. Yeah. We're just going, Wing we're going to make, going to make it work. <laughs> yep. So that's really, really cool. What was the, uh, when you were writing that song, what, how, when you first started writing it, did it, how did it change kind of over the time, over the progression of writing? Did it end up coming, turning out the way you initially imagined it? I, um, I don't know. I, I think we all, all of us as songwriters, I think, you know, when you write something that's kind of special and I knew it had potential and I ended up getting with my buddy, DJ Pruitt and he's, a, he's got a beautiful brain. He's just awesome. And I told you, I, I didn't know how to play the guitar. So mm -hmm. I only have four chords <laughs> came and I was like, you got to make this better. And it just, it was cool to see how it progressed. The demo sounds completely different compared to what is on the mm -hmm. streaming platforms today. And um, I think we brought in a neo soul thing that just wasn't mm -hmm. there when I wrote it. It was just yep. very raw, like my songwriter Sundays are. And that was cool to kind of see it progress and all the BGBs and everything that I sent there that um, I usually have never done before. So that was really cool to just see um, how it grew and yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and I, I definitely picked up a lot of the soul vibes on it it, yeah. it was yeah it like if listening to this version the version you just played and like the actual version it's like it feels like almost two completely different songs the way you played on the piano versus like the fully produced with the 
multiple instrument you know it, it's two completely different songs and it's both of them are amazing so first <laughs> off i want to thank you for sharing that thank you thank um you. so is the plan moving forward to lead it into like an ep or an lp or do you kind of plan on staying the single route right now um, the plan is definitely an EP. I'm still, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So those songwriter Sundays, I'm picking out the ones that I really like and um, kind of putting them in a file over here to possibly record. And um, yeah, right now I am, that's, that's my brain. I'm preparing for an EP and I have that in my mind and um, talking with producers. And um, so I, that's definitely a dream that I wanted to fulfill this year due to COVID it probably won't happen this year (laughs) but um it's definitely in the process and um until then I will definitely be releasing more music we're talking about um possibly recording my blind audition song from the voice and redoing Mm -hmm. that which will be cool and just different projects that I'm super pumped about so um it's coming it's coming it may be a little longer (laughs) it's coming and I mean I think that's just one of the things and like the fact that you're technically like auditioning your potential single or other songs that are going to be on this EP is really cool because it's like everybody's hearing like a very stripped down basic version of the song and then if they like it that way imagine what it's going to sound like fully produced in a studio you know stuff like that so that that's really interesting and especially since you can't get out to do shows right now it's like how else are you gonna audition songs because it's like musicians that's how they find out oh hey i should probably record this song people like it (laughs) is when they get out to play it at live show you know yeah um but right now in memphis you guys aren't doing any live shows correct none most of them um i have done a few things on zoom Mm -hmm. um and the one cool thing like i was Y'all, I went to a complete funk when this all came about because my life is music and I'm so used to being on stage and um, just doing my thing and being around people. And I just kind of got to the point, there have been so many opportunities that came with COVID that probably wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, just many different, I'm doing a, a Zoom concert this Saturday in the UK. Um, I've done many more interviews like this than normal. Uh, when normally I'd be focusing on rehearsing or being a part of a show. So I really think um, after getting out of my funk, I, I kind of came a, around um, around it and just saw all the positive things that came from this weird, weird year. <laughs> I think you summed up this year in a nutshell with weird, weird year. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's just insanity. Um, how, what's before uh COVID it hit had you done like online concerts or live streams or anything like that prior to COVID? I never really focused on uh social media that much and that this has been a massive learning process because we all know you have to be great at social media to make it these days and um that's I I'd post a picture really quick after a show and be done with it. And now that's like all I work on. Um, but it has shown me it's cool to do the live streams. Um, it's neat um, to talk, literally talk straight to your fans. And um, so it's, it's been a, a, an interesting learning experience. <laughs> did, did you have, when you f- did your first, the, the, the one thing that I noticed, because when COVID first hit, 
we wanted we started doing like some live and amplified type con- virtual concerts. Yeah. And the one thing that I noticed was I could tell who had never done live streams before <laughs> because it's like they'd come into their first song and it's like, hey, I'm so-and-so and this is my brand new song, A, B, C, D, E, you know, whatever it is. And they start playing, they'd, get, they'd intro it nice and start playing. And then once they come towards the end of the song, they're just kind of looking around, not knowing what to do because they're waiting for the... Uh, <laughs> uh like fan feedback yeah. you know like the applause or the recognition that hey we, we we did a thing here you know yeah so that was just kind of that's just always interesting and then like as they play on it's just kind of like okay I'm getting into this flow now and then yeah. by then the yeah. segment's over and it's definitely it's- awkward it's definitely it's really awkward <laughs> um I have found the better ones are I think on zoom because I've done a few on there with a few buddies so like we'd all kind of rally together and um pay like five bucks to get in or something or uh, treat it like a real show and um we'd have people there that would basically clap at the end and kind of <laughs> treat it like a normal thing and it's still so not normal it's really weird but um, it's a little better than staring at your iPhone screen on Instagram live and just seeing people comment hearts and stuff. And so, yeah, it's just new, new normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny you brought up Instagram. Cause it's like, I feel like that kind of takes the flow out a little bit because after every song, if you've got to lean in and scroll through the comments and be like, Oh, who's saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, just kind of go on with the show and acknowledge the comments later yeah unless you're taking requests yeah then that's a whole different situation um but during the pandemic obviously you've been focusing on a lot of writing and you've been doing the songwriter sundays learning how to uh, better yourself at guitar but have you what else have you been doing to kind of challenge yourself creatively Ooh, that's a good question well i will say the one thing i think I fudged a lot um, at the beginning of the year on collaborating with people. Mm-hmm. And I ha- I spent so much alone time with my brain the first month in this quarantine. I was yeah. like, if I do not collaborate with someone soon, it's gonna get bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that has been one thing that I've really prioritized over the past month of just really setting up co-writes, doing them, finishing the songs, um, meeting new producers and um, that really has it just anytime you work with someone new, it just completely opens up another side of your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been one thing I think that's really helped. So are co-writes just as big in Memphis as they are in like Nashville? Because I know Nashville, everybody, every day oh, there's a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say they are just because I mean I think anyone knows the music business is kind of it ends up being a small world because everybody knows everybody. So. Um, I, I say, I say normally. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of songwriters here. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, and then when there isn't like a global pandemic going on, how often do you get out to do live shows or get out to tour? Yeah, I was really, you know, I, I went through a period where right after coming off the voice, my mom, I, I immediately went straight to music and my mom was like, okay, just graduate high school first. I was yeah. like, why do I have to do that? And <laughs> uh, so I, I actually took a step back from music for a second, but right after, I mean, I threw myself into the business. I was doing shows almost every weekend. Um, 
anywhere I possibly could in Memphis. And truly, it was so sad. I really had started booking a lot of out-of-town out shows come March, April, May this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all this. And I had yeah. a show in Pennsylvania and Arkansas and Florida. I had a bunch of different yeah. things where I was starting to call it a tour. Yeah. And um, then it fell through. But right. <laughs> we were getting there. We were getting yeah. there. <laughs> so... While you were on The Voice, you were a senior in high school, correct? Yeah, I was a, yes, I was a senior. Yeah, okay. sorry. <laughs> oh, so it, we, we'll, we'll kind of use this as our segue into The Voice and we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the voice for a bit. Um, so how did you kind of balance school and The Voice and the, like the, uh, being notori- like the notoriety of being on The Voice while you're still in high school? How did you kind of balance all that? Well, um, I actually, I'm a homeschool nerd. So okay. most of the time I did spend at home. I do, um, I did end up going to a place here in Memphis called The Bridge. That's my dog. Where, <laughs> where I went two days a week and it was with a bunch of other homeschool kids. So I got a little bit of social interaction yeah. and um, that helped. And bless my parents, when I started getting to pre-calculus and chemistry, they were like, you need help. We can't help you with this. Yeah. So um, that was, I, I had a, kind of different experience being a high school kid uh, but I I would say the notoriety was kind of weird I especially being a homeschool kid because I go yeah. places especially in Nashville every time I go to Nashville I get like someone recognize me <laughs> but um it was just weird I didn't ever really get used to it um and it was just <laughs> it was just a weird experience but um, I was, it was awesome because I started homeschooling in ninth grade. And I think by that time I was already accustomed to just handling my own schedule yeah. while the other minors in the show had to quickly figure out how to do their schooling yeah. while, <laughs> while doing that online, just talking to their teachers. So um, I was, I was fortunate to have already kind of figured out how to balance things. Awesome. That's awesome. Um so what was kind of the audition what's what's the audition process like for the voice well it is a lot of auditions before you see the real thing (laughs) um i remember i went to atlanta uh, for one of their um open call (laughs) auditions and uh remember seeing the massive line wrapping this convention center mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was just group one for the day yeah. and i was like wow this is a lot of people um this is completely impossible and um just seeing that group like slowly shrink um after auditioning that day we were called um back for a call back the next day in a studio where i'm allowed to play the keys and you sing three songs in front of uh five five judges and they at this point of the game they film everything you do Mm -hmm. so you have a camera in your face consistently and um you're in front of a bunch of people that hold your dreams in your hand and so um that was an interesting experience but it just kept going on and ended up they had asked for us to answer a questionnaire that they were sending they sent a lot of questions in before each audition that i had to answer in depth and we, um, after that second callback, they said, hey, you'll get another questionnaire and answer that and get it back to us as soon as possible. Well, I never got that. And so I thought, okay, they've, they've cut me out, I'm yeah. done. 
and ended up, they didn't know I got, it didn't get it and reached out to me. And they're like, why haven't you sent this, haven't you sent this in? And I was like, I have not gotten that. Please send it now. <laughs> and within a week I got the executive call back and it just, it kept going. It was just a crazy process that it just kept going. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's a, it's a lot like the American Idol process i'm assuming because yeah. last summer i i worked from my nine to five job i worked for a tv station we're an abc affiliate and yeah. so the city i lived in last summer was part of the american idol bus tour yeah and so we were because we were the abc affiliate in town it's like hey you get like all this access cool and so we got to really see the process. And so like the audition was for in front of like the music producer. And yeah. then like, if you got in, you had to go to the back room to get like audition in front of like the associate producer. Yeah. And then if you got past them, then it was like a mid-level producer. <laughs> and then it was just like, okay, if you make it back past them, the next day you get to go wherever to audition for the executive producer and then you get put into the like actual on air like you know how American Idol has like their whole on air audition process then you get into that process and it's like that's yeah. great you know so yeah. all right so <laughs> you're enough about American Idol we're not talking about American Idol but um so you're 17 at this point correct or uh, on the voice yes 17 yeah. yeah um so on the voice 17 years old you get elected to go in and actually audition on on air um what 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 song did you end up choosing and why did you choose that song um i chose don't you worry about a thing <laughs> by stevie wonder and i i thrive when i am truly authentic to myself and I really really thought that that just showed my um my style vocally and also just my personality <laughs> and um and I love Stevie Wonder he's a boss um dream uh collaboration right there um and I just I just thought it fit and we got clearance for it and I was like awesome let's do it so so is is that kind of the only real um, hold back on to what song you want to audition with is if they can get clearance for it? Yes. Or is you, the, yeah, they have to get clearance for things. And that was the, the one um, interesting part about it because you never really think about that. But yeah. Um, yeah, that you have to get clearance for it and then you're good to go. Okay, cool. And so you had to have like a backup ready just in case? Yes. <laughs> Oh, do you remember what the backup song was? I know at one point um, they, uh, I possibly was going to sing This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Okay. Um, but I'm very happy I got to sing Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so that through the audition, you had, you got a two chair turn, correct? It yeah. was Kelly Clarkson and John Legend. Do you, what was it about John that just kind of spoke and why you picked him? You know, I really, I, the piano thing, I loved <laughs> the piano thing. I thought he, um, he would get that part of me and, um, just the musical side of things. I really thought, um, 
he, I mean, he's really thrived in like every part of this business. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought it was cool. He's got the soul, soul vibes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, I, I was like, definitely John. I told my parents, I was like, it's going to definitely be John if I get the choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so like, how did things kind of progress after the audition? Like, cause they record the auditions like way before like the actual live shows and yeah. well, cause then they got like the auditions and then they got like the battle rounds, knockout rounds before yeah. they even get into the, yeah. um, so how long was it between the audition round? Like after you audition and you make the next round, what was kind of the process after that? Um, well we auditioned and, um, it is definitely hard cause then you have to keep your mouth shut for like a long period of time. Yeah. And family well bless their souls yeah. i walked into the bank one day my banker was like congratulations on the boys i'm like how do you know <laughs> your your dad's been in here he told me so yeah it was definitely hard keeping the secret of yeah. the voice but we ended up we filmed in october mm-hmm. and i went home for the holidays while they finished up their previous season for the lives yeah um and went back in january and literally spent a week we got there um one night and we were there for like six days and you don't know your song until you get there that night so you like you learn that thing lickety split and get with your partner and it's like you're you're rolling now um and so that was an interesting process and um yeah after that week I went back home and of course then we have to come backstage I was flying back and forth back and forth (laughs) doing different things um but yeah it's a very long drawn out process and then it aired February yeah yeah Yeah. so you so you you get knocked out in the knockout rounds and then you get elected to go to the comeback stage um and so they had you you guys were you were flying out to LA that's where they film correct yes LA yeah so when you get to the comeback stage, you're flying back and forth from LA to Memphis. They didn't just keep you out there. Well, um, they, their philosophy usually is we're not going to waste your time, um, as well as not our time. So when I got cut off, I got cut off on the battle and they sent me home for literally a week. And within 24 hours of getting home, I heard that they wanted me on the comeback stage. So it was like, okay. And literally six days after being home i flew back to film the first part of the comeback stage so it was just back nice and then you ended up making it to the semi-finals of the comeback stage oh how has your life kind of changed after the voice as far as like your music you know all that stuff um i think one personally it just showed me that it is possible so that was really neat um for me to see, to prove to my family, you know, as well, that it is possible and achievable. And um, I think music wise, I think it's helped a lot having a little bit of street cred around here. And I can just throw in that email, sending to a venue. I can be like, hey, by the way, I was on The Voice, please let me play at your venue. So that has really helped open some doors, which has been awesome. Um, And just really been able to connect me with a lot of people. I think the first thing, I did I got back home was look at who else in Memphis had been on the voice and immediately reached out to them and I was like hey we should be friends <laughs> we have so much in common already so um that um those two things it's just connections and um just uh possibilities that have happened that have been really cool 
Awesome. Uh, what's the biggest lesson you've learned throughout the entire process of auditioning and being on The Voice? What was the biggest lesson you learned? I would say, it's cliche, but I would say being yourself, hands mm -hmm. down. I think it, around the time that I was auditioning, I had a handful of people that knew I was auditioning and um, everyone kept beating it in my head, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. I mean, everyone around me. And I didn't really take it to heart then. And just was like, okay, of course I'm going to be myself. And you get there and you're surrounded by all these people that, you know, look like they're killing it and they look great and they sound great. And you're like, maybe I should do that over there. And it's so, so very easy to get in your head um, about all those things. But I think the main thing that the voice producers even beat into our heads was, hey, you're here because you're you. And that's mm -hmm. why we wanted you. So, um, during the voice, coming off of the voice, I think that's the main thing is just staying authentic to yourself, to your genre of music, and um, just just rolling with that. <laughs> now, does the voice have like a post-show like tour or anything that they do? Because I remember like back in the day, American Idol had like yeah. their summer tour or something they yeah, did. Yeah, I went to one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was really cool. We man we would have loved that we really would have um they've always talked about it yeah. i i kind of got the tea behind the scenes and you know it's a possibility in the contract and yeah. it's never happened just because they fit two seasons into one year uh -huh. and I, I think it honestly i don't think it'll ever happen <laughs> yeah. well because they, they book so many they do so many shows uh, yeah. already per season like they're doing two shows a week and then they're doing like god amount of weeks like they they you know just it's one of those like luckily in the later seasons they've really found a way to kind of condense down some of the rounds yeah but then they started adding more rounds and it's like okay you know yeah so um but without go you didn't have to like sign any rights away to any of your originals while on the voice or anything did you? no i did not that was one worry of mine and thankfully i mean on that show you're not even allowed to sing any original mm -hmm. songs the one time i played a snippet was on the blind audition when they came to my house and they filmed and i was in my room like i am now yeah. and played like a small snippet of mine but um that was just one thing they i had to give them clearance to play my song and that was okay. it so, yeah okay cool no that's that's really cool that they don't want any of your like original yeah original stuff you know that's that's really awesome of them. um but did did it at, when you got eliminated in the uh battle rounds did it at least make you feel a little bit better that you got eliminated by the eventual winner of the season <laughs> or was it like yeah. I I have my my parents continue to remind me you lost to the winner. Um I it was it was cool. I mean <laughs> it was cool. I was like, okay, I mean if I'm gonna lose, might as it's all lose to the winner. But um yeah, it was it that yeah, it was interesting. That was an interesting period. Um and I do my parents will not let me forget it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and so when they do because what confuses me about the battle rounds is like i i would be so worried about messing up like during the thing like 
you know, yeah. just kind of watching all like the audition and yeah. just seeing everybody being perfect. Well, perfect yeah. throughout the entire thing. And it's like, wait, doesn't anybody just ever like mess up and like <laughs> not know how to like rebound or, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah so when you did the like battle when you did the battle did you guys rehearse it on stage beforehand or was it just like nope you're live and or well you're looking live and just go well we do have one stage rehearsal and that is with John um and it's kind of where he's talking through things and funny story I um I'm a klutz I can barely walk when I'm barefoot and he put me in these massive heels for the battle and I walk out and again gotta stay authentic y'all this could not preach more about that and I walk out and I am clearly uncomfortable and John looks at me he's like you're this is not working And I'm like, I know, I know I'm not in control of what I'm wearing right now. And he, he immediately, he looked at somebody, he was like, please give her shorter shoes there. And sure enough, they gave me shorter shoes. So John saved me from breaking my neck and heels. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what was the experience like working with John? He is just, he's just very, he's very cool. He's yeah. very like, just real, like I felt like an idiot around him because um, he's just so cool and collected and very much so that stage rehearsal, I definitely got like, honestly, just dad vibes, just full on dad vibes. <laughs> he was just, just really, it was, he was just really chill. He came in with a sweatshirt on. I was like, he's just one of us. This is cool. So yeah, um, yeah that was, it was really cool working with him. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so I, now now it's been about a little over a year removed since you've been on The Voice. And obviously you haven't really been able to take advantage of that as much as you'd like because of this global pandemic situation that we will not call names, but just say that it exists. Um, if, If you were able to, would you be out? Well, you'd mentioned that you were starting to book out shows beginning of the year. Was that the plan, like, once you graduated, hit the road and just tour until you either hate it or want to come back home? <laughs> that was definitely the plan. I, w- I was pouring my heart into as many live shows as possible. Because um, that truly, there's not a lot of places you can play when you're, like, 16 and 17. <laughs> so right when I was getting around that age and I, I was able to kind of pull the voice card and get <laughs> as many venues yeah. I could that was really neat um and just to grow as a musician too because um I'm all about practicing everything and I wasn't naturally comfortable on stage when I began and so it really kind of gave me a a place to really start getting comfortable on stage and coming into my own so that really that was my main focus I was still somewhat writing music but that was that was all all of my energy was really going towards live live shows awesome and then when you play when you're out doing live shows is it just you and the piano or do you have like a band with you or does it kind of depend on what the setup is it depends on the setup i i really i love both for different reasons um and started really finding some great musicians here in memphis that it was just 
it's so much fun to get up there with other people. It's just, it's a completely different thing to have people to feed off of. Um, and usually I will, if I do have a full band, I will fit in a period where I'm up there doing like five songs just alone on the piano. I'll give them a break and be like, mm -hmm. I got this for a few seconds and yeah. um, kind of still do my thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I usually did both over the past year, kind of mixed, mixed it up. Awesome, awesome. You know, that, that's really... It, it that that's the interesting part because it's like you got a lot of musicians are solo acts and then they start wanting to bring in bands but like a band is so much to manage because you got <laughs> schedules and all yeah. that stuff um but right now you have like a consistent collective that you like to work with or is it kind of ebb and flow as the it ebbs and flows i found actually some old high school buddies of mine um, that I've grown up with practically. Um, we all kind of got together after The Voice and I was like, hey, let's, it'd be just fun just to do some shows together. And we had so much chemistry just because we knew each other. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just really cool. So they're honestly, they're my main people just because it's just so fun. I mean, it, it's, it's good because it flows with us and we just kind of feed off of each other. Um, and so those are my main guys. Um, what I, they're about to go to college and I'm going to be all alone again. <laughs> so I have to find some new people, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, uh, I, it's, it's cool working with new people. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopefully going to get a main group of people and then have some like backups over here just in case I need them. So that's, that's another goal of mine to have. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is a, is there a thought of you maybe going to college or are you just a hundred percent music and college can wait? I, I, I go back and forth. I, a dream school of mine is Berkeley College of Music. I wanted mm -hmm. to go there for years and I coming off of the voice, I, I just thought we need to ride this wave as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's just do this as long as possible. Cause I'm one of these people, I will go hard at the one thing I'm doing. And then when I burn out, I'll go hard at something else. Mm -hmm. So I can so see me going hard at this for five years and then saying, all right, I need a minute and going and learning how to produce and how to mm -hmm. do all the other things that I'm dying to do. Um, so I, I definitely see it in my future. Um, due to COVID, I was even yeah. looking at going this year and now I'm like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> this yeah. year. So it's all up in the air. But. Have you started experimenting with like learning how to produce right now since you've got a little bit more time or do you just not have the setup and I well I used to actually go on GarageBand when I was really young mm -hmm. and um am just now kind of remembering this side of me because I kind of lost sight of it for a little bit but I go in and find like the pre-recorded stuff and I kind of mix it all together and see if I can make a song so I do think it's it's in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to go find it again. <laughs> but um, that is definitely, I, I was even thinking about it this week just because why not? I mean, I have the time and um, I do have a little bit of equipment um, just to kind of get by and kind of experiment with something. Yeah. So. so you have the ability to kind of record yourself or is it not that in-depth of equipment? I I do have um, one, one of those um, Yeti mics you know what I'm okay. talking about? Those little yeah, the Yeti. Um, so that is usually what I use if I need to like lay down something that's better than a voice memo. 
Well, because the reason I was asking is because I've I've been talking to a few musicians that have just like basic setups, and they've yeah. been talking about doing like a quarantine EP or an LP, yeah. like just yeah. just very DIY, very. Yeah. If it's not 100% perfect, that's fine. But yeah, so I, I didn't know if that was ultimately where you were going with it or. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I probably, I'm not that good yet. <laughs> I'm not that good, but I can see me, if I had to, I could, I could probably record an acoustic something and mm -hmm. just have that just, just there. <laughs> yeah. The acoustic quarantine album. <laughs> hey. hey, that's. That's the way to do it. Like that sounds perfect. Yeah. You know, it, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be perfect. It could just, yeah. you know, kind of live as itself. And then I, it'd be really because, like, I mean, it doesn't take much. Like people don't realize for an acoustic set, it's a mic like a mic like this, and maybe a pencil condenser if your yeah. acoustic guitar has a a pickup on it. Yeah. You know, or a DI. You know, like already a DI. You know. Yeah you're you're probably all right you know yeah so um what was there ever concern that like as you're going through like the process with the voice that that would cause you to burn out because it seems like it was very aggressive and a lot all at once was there ever concern that you'd burn out from the voice you know i it's definitely in my blood i remember even <laughs> the night i got kicked off um, of course you cry because you just bailed on national television. And I, I was in my hotel room and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to do this for the rest of my life. So even, even the exhaustion coming with it and the <laughs> emotional <laughs> things that come with it, because it is a lot. Um, I think that even fired me up even more to do it. It is a lot. And after that show, I did take a very much needed vacation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I, um, I think the main thing I, I, another thing I have learned, um, over the course of this year and through the voice is just being able to find that balance. It's mm. just about being able to kind of, you know, I, I think a lot of the times I, I do have tunnel vision and I'm all about working and, um, getting to the next goal. And I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, you got to find a balance between everything and, and you'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's really impressive that you were, especially at such a young age, because you were still 17 when you got kicked, like, um, being able to take that rejection and turn it into fuel to be like, okay, no, we're gonna continue really going with this. You know, it's, uh, yeah. that's really impressive, because like, I've talked to a few different people that have done either American Idol, The Voice, what's the other one that they do that's produced by The Voice, uh, Songland? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, I've talked to a few different people and some of them, they get kicked off and they just couldn't handle it. Like, and they take a long vacation and then like real life starts to set in. It's like, oh, I got to pay bills. And then it's like, okay. <laughs> so they start paying their bills. And it's like, after a year, it's like, oh, music isn't even a part of their life anymore, you know? But then you got people like you and a couple other people that take it and they just keep on trucking, you know? So that that's that's really, really impressive, you know, that just especially at such a young age that you were able to take the rejection well and just kind of keep on, keep on keeping on. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out how many Joe Dirt references I can drop in one podcast. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I was wa I was watching that the other day because uh, 
on YouTube TV, it recorded, and I'm like, oh, I ain't seen that movie in five years, and now it's just like, oh, random Joe Dirt, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, but one of the things that we like to do on the uh, podcast is trying to help pass on knowledge and really help build up the younger younger musicians that are maybe just getting started don't know where to start so uh, i want to take the next few minutes to kind of run down that avenue and just help build the knowledge base of younger musicians so um in general what advice do you have for somebody that's just getting started or maybe they're having trouble finding themselves creatively like what advice do you have for them well, um, I have this one friend, um, and she was actually on The Voice as well. Her name is Grace Askew, and she's freaking awesome. Her main focus is songwriting, and she, um, during this period of kind of figuring out writing again and um, diving into that world, she, <laughs> she wrote this post one day, and she said, dare to suck. And I think a lot of the time, we're so scared to start something because we're scared it's gonna suck and I think sometimes you've got to write the bad stuff and sing the bad stuff to get to the good stuff mm -hmm. and if if I could share with y'all my very first vocal solo it is not anywhere near what I did on the voice and um the, it's just you got to trust the process it's just it, it's consistency and hard work I mean that's really that's the main two things about anything Mm -hmm. um and that's that's the two things i'm still learning myself to this day and i'm have to remind myself it's just consistency you got to keep going and um so yeah i, I would just dare to suck <laughs> dare to suck oh <laughs> uh, um, and then as far what's what advice would you have for musicians that are maybe getting ready to go into the studio for the first time mm, i would say me personally, I tend to rush a lot of things and I'm ready to get there today, yesterday. <laughs> and I, I think especially when you go into the studio and you're creating something that will be on this world, hopefully forever, um, you really, really want to make sure that is good and you're proud of it. And you, it is a massive investment usually. Um, so you really want to make sure you're putting um, good good work into it and so I would say just take your time just take your time if you think you're ready and you've got all your stuff together take take even a, just even another week or um, if you want to another month because you'll probably write your favorite song two days before you record <laughs> absolutely absolutely um and then as far as like the voice what advice would you have for anybody that's like maybe interested in auditioning for the voice or um, I, again, be yourself. I can't beat it into your head enough. And That's kind of why I asked, because I kind of had a feeling I knew what you're going to say. And yeah. I, I just really wanted you to <laughs> say yeah. it again. Say it again. Be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. Um, say it until it hurts. Um, yeah. And just, again, trust the process. That's another process where you overthink everything. And you just sometimes got to say, you know, trust the process. It's just, nice. Awesome. Um, so we're going to do something a little bit different and a little bit more fun. I'm going to, I got this uh, random question generator. That is, we're going to do a series of random questions that I don't even know what's, what's going to be asked. 
Well, that's a lie. I, I know two of the questions because I like to ask these specific questions. Okay. Um, so first question is pineapple pizza, yes or no? No. Okay. Is pizza a big thing in Memphis? I like I, I just I think of barbecue. <laughs> What's that? It's a big thing in my life. Okay. when i think of memphis i think automatically go to barbecue but you know Mm -hmm. that's our thing if you were offered the position of mayor of memphis would you take it no okay what board game do you like the most the only thing that can come to mind right now is clue (laughs) that's that's kind of an old school what do you do in your uh free time Free time, um, Netflix, Netflix all the way. All right, this is kind of a odd question, but it's in front of me, so I'm going to ask. <laughs> it, it doesn't even make sense at this point, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> Would you dress in drag for $25? <laughs> Would I dress in drag? Um. I might, I might for a hundred. Do frogs have ears? Oh my gosh. Oh, this is going to keep me up tonight. Um, I'm going to say yes. All right. Um, If you could go back in time a thousand years, what year would you visit? A thousand years? I've always wanted to go back to the 1950s, but that's not a thousand. Um, yeah. Okay. 19. Why the 1950s? I am in love with the style and the music style and the dress style, and I love all things 1950s. I just liked that era. <laughs> that that's like the doo-wop or uh, the yeah, uh, yeah. like <laughs> poodle skirts, poodle leather skirt, jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you could start a collection of anything, what would it be? Mm. Oh, well, I'm a music nerd. Records. Records. Yeah, I recently just started mine. Actually, what I started doing was I would go on eBay and they'd sell like wholesale lots of 45s for like, you get like 50 of them for 20 bucks. And it's just like, some of them are in paper sleeves. Some of them are just raw, you know, like you never know what you're going to get. And I bought that and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And I ended up getting some like really good stuff. Like some of it was like slightly scratched. Yeah. But it was like, I got like Bill Weathers and just like, you know, I got a random like early pressing of Elvis Presley. And it's just like, it's just like, okay, cool. And you know, you got a lot of garbage in there. A lot of like, people that had a feature from somebody or it was yeah. produced by somebody famous but like they never made you know so it, it was really interesting and I still got a lot of them sitting in my closet just because they're there but you know that's cool <laughs> all right so two more questions what scene from a non-horror movie scared you as a child Um, it wasn't even a part of the movie. You know that part that used to be at the beginning of like the VHS tapes where 
it had the thx right oh the, with the yeah. big uh, stereo like oh yeah. yeah i cried every time man i cried every time <laughs> once you spelt it out because i was like wait a minute where's she going with this but then yeah. you said thx and i was just like oh i know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> And the final question, it's my favorite question. That's why I keep it as the final question. <laughs> what is your current favorite guilty pleasure song? Guilty pleasure song? Yeah. Ooh. To listen to or rock out to in the car. Mm. I'm listening to a lot of Charlie Puth and Ash right now. Okay. So I would say... Charlie Puth's new song, Girlfriend, and then um, is Moral of the Story, I think. So okay. they're my two, two top. Okay, cool. I like there. There's no, 100% nothing wrong with Charlie Puth, but I don't know who <laughs> Ash is. Like, I, I'm so She's awesome. That's your homework. You have to go check her out. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I will. I will do that. You know, it, it just because I don't listen to like, especially now, yeah. like I, if it's not on the live and amplified Spotify playlist, like I, I'm probably not listening to it, you know? Yeah. So, but no, that I will definitely check her out and see what's going on there. Cool. Um, but thank you for participating in our yet to be named random questions segment of course i was happy to you know it, it's kind of funny because i jump, kind of jump between three different random question generators and somewhat like some of the questions get really weird like depending on which one i select and it's just like all right you know so <laughs> but um so actually let, let's have you play one last song here as we kind of start working towards the end of the podcast. Um, what, what song are you going to play and like, what's kind of the story behind it? This is one of my songwriter Sundays. Mm. Um, most likely going to be when I record. Um, and this is called sunny side up and I wrote it um, during this amazing quarantine. Um, and I think we can all relate to getting into a funk during this period. I feed off of people 100% and not being around them was yeah. not fun. Um, but I do what all songwriters do and I write a song about it. That's my answer and everything. So this is called Sunny Side Up. gray creeping into my day is this numbness i'm feeling or is this just pain maybe i'll see about late tomorrow let my dreams feel the sorrow go away go away because i don't feel how i normally feel maybe it's all in my but if you told me you felt the same things, how could you tell me? Do you have the remedy? You say, maybe it's the way the clouds around you. Those rainy days just seem to be marking your name to put on your plane. 
Please don't give it all away to the night. Moon and the stars can't beat you combined. When you think you've had enough, turn your face sunny side up. Happy fed my soul, but before I knew it, my grief took control. Maybe it's in the air I'm breathing, depression's like disease, no one wants to see it. Go away, go away, cause I don't feel how I normally feel, and maybe it's all in my but obviously, you learned how to be living a life where you control your positivity. You say, maybe it's the way the clouds surround you, those rainy days just seem to be marking a name to put up your flame. Oh, 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 please don't give it all away to the night, moon, and the stars. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you, uh, you said it was one of your uh, songwriter Sunday songs. Yes, yes, it was. Follow me on Instagram <laughs> and subscribe to my YouTube. I post those on there too. Now, so do you you pre-record those and then upload them, or do you do the? Have you thought about doing them live? Or I have definitely thought about doing them live. Um, I'm still too chicken to. <laughs> most of them are seriously so fresh I'm like I'm definitely gonna mess this up if I try to do this live so I haven't gotten there yet my friend Grace um actually is the one who kind of um inspired me to do these more often and she does it raw hits that Instagram live button <laughs> she goes to town and I it amazes me people that can do that <laughs> yeah. you brought up Grace and I've been following her for quite actually a few years now um and I, was it last year she was doing the brand new song every day thing? That was, 
single day. Dude, she had made this challenge a year before last year. And she was like, I'm going to write a song of 365 songs. Mm-hmm. Well, then it went so well, she did it again. So yep. she wrote, how, how many is that? That's La- like- last time, or when I, when I stopped kind of getting the alerts, it was like right around 570 yeah. or something like that. It, it was a lot. Uh-huh, yeah. It was a lot. And she even talked to me because this is the first year she hasn't done that in two years. Yeah. And she was like, it's kind of nice to finally <laughs> just take a minute and, not, and be able to look at the songs that I wrote and yeah. um, give her brain a break. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so kind of obviously with the pandemic, no shows, uh, kind of moving forward, what's the plan? Plan is keep writing. Um, definitely get in the studio uh, this year. And um, I'm probably going to release at least two or three more songs um, that may be on a three song EP. Mm. It may be a cover. It may be a piano version of Dear World. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so I definitely am still planning on doing stuff and um, still hopefully planning on doing a lot more uh, shows, whether they be virtual or in person. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really refreshing to hear that you're not kind of marking 2020 as a loss. Like I hear so many yeah. people kind of saying, well, let's just wait for 2021. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. You got to keep working. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so you'd mentioned a little bit ago that you weren't, you hadn't really been pushing your social media as much was that something that you started doing after the voice as you started getting notoriety or was it more this year now that you got a lot more time to kind of focus on that stuff that you I think I did it a lot coming off of the voice Mm -hmm. and then I think it's something I'm not that passionate about Mm -hmm. and so after the voice kind of fizzled out I kind of kind of a little bit and um now and i'm i still am not the best at it to this day um it's definitely harder to create content when you're stuck in your house all the time so you gotta really get creative um but it's just it's it's been cool seeing the learning process of that and just figuring out different ways to um create more more content i think it's, it's one of these worlds, a lot of us are like, like our photo or like our video. And I think the more you give people to consume, the more they'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just one of these, you just gotta yeah. keep. Yeah. And actually out. one thing that I've really noticed, especially for like musicians that are like more known as like a solo act, if they treat their music mm-hmm. page, like their personal page, and instead of Oh, everything we post has got to be about music. Everything we post has got to be about what I'm working on. Like if you have a thought about, I don't know, the last episode (laughs) of whatever you're into, you know, like whatever show you're into and you post it on your band or music page, I think that's like a really authentic way of like growing your fan base. And if you know how to hashtag it correctly without being like, Hey, I'm going to put 800 hashtags in here. Cause I want the most amount of people to see it. You know, like I'm definitely guilty of that, but I do that more on, um, Instagram just because like on Instagram, it's more, uh, 
photo, like photo driven or yeah. yeah. Um, so would you say right now you're more active on Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. I, what is it about Instagram that kind of attracts you? I just think when I grew up with it, so it just came naturally when I started doing music, just to kind of incorporate that. I am trying to get better at Facebook and kind of keep up with that. Um, thankfully, you can link the two worlds now because Facebook Facebook took over Instagram. So that kind of helps when I post something, I just immediately post it on Facebook. But I usually forget to go check back and like respond to people <laughs> on Facebook. That's funny. Um, I have the but, exact opposite issue. Really? <laughs> I, like... It, it, it's it's more of whenever I post something on Instagram, I have a tendency to like completely forget I posted something there. I've been trying to get better at it, but you know, it's it's not always that it's easy. Struggle. It's a struggle. It's a completely yeah. different job to keep up with social media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. It's been an absolute blast. I can't believe we've been going for almost an hour and a half. It I just know. flew by. <laughs> uh, but as we kind of start uh, wrapping this up, I want to end it on one very big question. It's probably the biggest question we ask. Okay. Why music? Ooh. I would say, you know, it's all, it's all I've ever done. It's all I've wanted to do. Um, my mom sometimes has to beg me to go to sleep at night because I'm just consistently working on music and it is all I think about. It's all I've strived to do. I have not one athletic bone in my body. So I already knew that was out the door <laughs> and it's just, it's how my brain operates. I, I hear someone say something and I hear a song idea and I see a picture and I, I think about the caption you can post on social media and I'm in the studio and that's like a completely different thing. I just, oh, it makes me come alive. And um, it's, it's just my complete passion. I mean, it's just all, it's all, it's it. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all I, I've ever wanted to do. I remember looking at my mom when I was 13 years old and it was after I'd had one of my first vocal lessons and I, I'm this little sproutlet. I have glasses too small for my head and I'm just, I'm just struggling. And I looked at my mom. I was like, I don't know when this is going to happen. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I was like, I know this is going to happen. So I think just having that consistent mindset has just kept me going. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then where can everybody find you on social media? Let's help get your followers yeah. up and all that stuff. Where can everybody find you online? Yes. I'm on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, you name it. I'm probably on it. So look up Savannah Brister, S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H-B-R-I-S-T-E-R. And I am on the same on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, so just look up Savannah Brister. You'll find me probably in a hat or smiling. And um I am also on TikTok, people. Follow me on TikTok. Nice. That's my obsession. Um, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> How's TikTok been working out for you? It's been, it's interesting. Like, 
some things that blow up i love the fact that you can have zero followers and have something blow up completely mm -hmm. and i really do believe that is the new radio yes. it used to be like tv and sync placements right that's been the past few years i really think tiktok is quickly becoming <laughs> the new radio yeah and i think it'll be very much like <laughs> i think it'll be very much like how vine used to be like back when vine was like yeah. the big thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll definitely be TikTok's definitely something very interesting as long as it doesn't get too political. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Th there's a lot of political things, <laughs> a lot of political things going on right now that it just, it just needs some light. Yeah. Some light. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so once again, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this conversation. It was an absolute blast. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And I really enjoyed hearing like a strip. Well, I, the the songwriter Sundays I heard a lot of your stripped down music, but I like just hearing you play it live. It's is really good. It, like I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to hearing the stuff that you're going to record for the EP. You know, the upcoming EP or LP, whatever it ends up being. Uh, you know, so I'm really excited to hear that and hear the difference. You know, and we'll, we'll definitely be following you through your journey through YouTube doing the songwriter. Do, so you post them both on YouTube and Instagram, correct? Yes, I just started doing the YouTube thing um, probably about a month ago because I, okay. was, I wasn't able to post it on Facebook, just mm -hmm. doing Instagram TV. So um, I started posting on YouTube and I'm consistently doing YouTube now. Okay, awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you guys later. Sounds great. Yep. Peace.